Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wow. Wasn't that sobering, awful, horrendous, pathetic? Go on and on and on. I mean, just a terrible football game played by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just horrible, really. I mean, I I don't know what else to say about it. And I don't know how much more I can lend you because it was really, really bad. Um, I don't know if this will be a short podcast or a long podcast. I got a lot of stuff here, but I have a little bit of stuff here. Not much that wasn't obvious to any eye, though. So let's buzz through the stats. We'll take our break and then we'll come back with some observations. These are the first half stats, and the game was 20 to 7 at the half. And looking back was basically over. I know the Steelers generated a little momentum going into the half with that last drive. And if it wasn't for that, these stats I'm going to tell you for the first half would be so much worse. But the Steelers only had the ball for eight minutes and 54 seconds in the first half. I mean, compared to 2106 for the Niners. I mean, come on. Total yards, 222 to 77. Passing yards, 154 to 51. Rushing yards weren't that bad at this point, only 68 to 26. Penalties, five for 45 versus seven for 49 by San Francisco. But it just seemed so much worse. I mean, it didn't seem like it was only five for 45. They were timely ones. They were bad ones. Steelers only had six first downs, almost all of them on the last drive. San Francisco had 14. 37 plays versus 27 plays run. Only one of seven on third down for the Steelers. But the Niners only three of seven. Eh, I mean, I'm reaching for something decent to take out of this. Yards per play, 2.9. And it was much worse before that last drive. 5-7 for the Niners. Purdy was 14-21, 154, two touchdowns. Pickett was 12-20 of 20 for only 61 yards. One touchdown, one interception. And at this point, Brandon Ayuk had five for 76 and two touchdowns. Usually the stats are more telling. Here's the final stats. 22 first downs versus 15 for the Steelers. And again, so much garbage time production from Pittsburgh. Like, if you just looked at this box score, that's why I almost didn't do the stats, but you would think this game was sort of close, was sort of competitive. Like third downs, the Steelers were 5 of 15. Yeah, that stinks. But the Niners were 6 of 13. Yeah, you know. Total plays, the Niners ran 66 versus 61. Yards per play, though, 5, 9 to 3, 9. Passing yards, 203 versus 198. Oh, it sounds like a close game. Not even close. Niners run for 188 when the day's over. And the Steelers run for 41. 24 of them came on one play. Wow. Penalties were only six for 60 for the Steelers, but again, it just felt like it was so much more. The Niners had 11 penalties for 85. 
When it was all said and done, the Steelers held the football for 22-37. The Niners for 37-23. Sacks. Steelers had three, all by T.J. Watt. Niners had five. Three by Jackson, Drake Jackson. He was their first pick in last year's draft. This is his second year, and they were hoping for big things from him, and it looks like they're getting it. Purdy finishes the day 19-29 for 220. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, but he did have two fumbles, again, courtesy of Mr. Watt. Pickett, 31 of 45, one touchdown, two interceptions, terrible. How about this, though? Steelers only had 10 rushing attempts, six from Najee, three from Warren, one from Pickett. And yes, the fourth quarter was throw, 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 garbage time, who cares? And frankly, they weren't on the field long enough in the first half to, you know, run the ball twice in a row even. It was that pathetic. Uh, McCaffrey ends up with 22 carries for 152, throws in three catches for another 17 yards. Ayuk was a monster. He's one of my favorite players in the league, a star. Eight for 129, two touchdowns. Oh, but Allen Robinson had five for 64. He must have had an impactful day. No, not really. I mean, he was fine. It wasn't why they lost. (laughs) And again, I mean, the Steelers – greatly, greatly padded all these stats at the end of the game, especially, but even at the end of the first half, you know, when it was, I'd have to watch, but it seemed like a version of prevent even at the end of the first half and all sorts of obvious prevent at the end of the game. All right. Uh, quick break, quick sip of water here. Um, again, I have a handful of little bullet points to chat with, but miserable. I mean, again, I don't think you need me to tell you that. Now, I'm going to let this sink in a little bit in terms of, do I think the Steelers stink now? Do I think the Niners are the best team in the league? But sobering nonetheless. I think that's the word I used to open the podcast. Very sobering. I mean, a a Tyson punch right to the nose. And the first question I jotted down here on this Word document that I keep is, any positives from this game other than what? Question mark. And congratulations to him. He has just tied James Harrison for the Steelers' all-time sack lead. How ridiculously is that? I mean, I'll, I'll have some more Watt stats we'll talk about leading up to Watt versus Garrett stuff. But he's the all-time sack leader. No one no one in Steelers history has more sacks than that guy. And he's been in the league very long. And he's missed time. He missed, all, he missed half of last year. It's ridiculous. And he was phenomenal in this game. Boy, he is not to blame one bit. And he may be defense player of the year again. Who knows? But again, any positives in this game other than what question mark? I only watched it once. Just finished watching the uh, the late games. The receivers seem to get open, and I'm sure many of you are going to kill Matt Canada. There were plays to be made here. I, I don't think scheme is why they lost, and nor scheming receivers open, nor the receivers' ability to get open. They seem to get open. How about McFarland's returns and slight impact to the offense, too? All right. This is mostly Watt, but the pass rush wasn't bad. I mean, I'm looking for things that aren't terrible in this game. Pass rush wasn't bad as a whole. Of course, Watt is most of that. 
And Purdy, I thought, eluded the pass rush quite well, to be honest with you. What about Kenny? Here's my notes on Kenny. Terrible in all areas. I didn't see this coming. He played a horrific football game. Clunky. I mean, very clunky. Everything about it. Played fast. No rhythm at all. Bad mechanics. Terrible feet. Happy feet. Rarely in balance. Awful decisions. I mean, awful decisions. Forcing the football over and over and over. And brutal start for the team and him, of course. But then it looked like he just kept trying to do too much. You know, like, didn't settle in ever. Clunky. Brutal. Now, do I think he stinks? Do I think it's time to bench him? He's horrible? No. It was a really, really bad day. I still have much faith, but I didn't see that coming. Um, Awful tackling by the defense. Awful. I thought it was a really bad day from the defensive tackles. I think Patrick Peterson, I know he had two PBUs, I think, but he was picked on and struggled. The lack of physicality on defense, I thought, was alarming. I mean, they took the fight to the Steelers, and the Steelers were took it, you know. Both sides of the ball, out-physicaled, without question. Some other notes. I mentioned the penalties, but the penalties seemed worse. Then I just, I'm going to call it penalty slash sloppiness. Ugh. Sloppy game. Harvin had a bad game. At least two of his punts were brutal. Two of the penalties came on special teams. Like, I actually kind of joked. They had the one nice punt, really well covered. This is, like, near the end of the first half, I think. Steelers cover it, like, no net gain after the punt. And the long snapper takes a 15-yard face mask. I mean, I thought that was their best play of the whole game before that. I mean, just, like, untimely garbage. Now... I always give the opponent credit or respect or flat out say they stink. I mean, ignoring the opponent happens way too much in the Pittsburgh media, and I don't lump myself with that. I'm not a Purdy believer, but boy, he played really, really well. Bosa was a monster. McCaffrey was a superstar. Ayuk was tremendous and is going to be one of the better receivers in this league. I've been thinking that for two years. Fred Warner played like the best linebacker in the league, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we all knew this going into the game that the Niners star power is as good as anybody in the leagues. And I didn't lump Purdy in with the star power, but he's their quarterback and he played great. So their stars dominated this game, dominated it. The Steelers started this game with five consecutive three and outs, five. And on those five drives, earned minus nine net yards. They went backwards, basically two yards per drive over a five-drive sequence to start the game. And you can't get behind this team. That's where they feast. You know, this is not a come from behind. Well, maybe it is. I don't think Niners are pretty good. But you cannot get behind against the Niners. Nor can you give them great field position time and time again to start the game, or you're going to get behind against the Niners. Sears in earned their first down, first, first down. 
until there was a minute 16 left in the half. They almost went a whole half of football without gaining a first down. Ugh. Then there's the injuries. Cam was in street clothes in the second half. <laughs> it's not great. Deontay's hamstring, first blush, sure didn't look great. Liao, Fryermuth, they were in and out of the game. I'm sure they're going to be on the injury report all week. Chooks, I mean, if you weren't paying attention, Chooks left this game with a possible concussion very, very late. And they took Dan Moore, moved him to right tackle, put the first-round pick Jones at left tackle. So if Chooks misses time, that will be the shuffling. That's how that goes. I think I've told you that before. Fortunately, you do have one extra day to heal, one extra day to work out the kinks, one extra day to feel shame, because next week they don't play Sunday. They play Monday here against the Brownies, who won. Last thing to make you feel possibly even worse, if possible, how about this? This is nuts. So last year, with the exception of the Chiefs, and they're not even really an exception because the Chiefs beat the Niners last year, okay? And then the Chiefs had a bye, okay? But every other team that played the Niners last year lost the week after playing San Francisco. So all the teams the week after the Niners, not including the Chiefs because they didn't play, so I'm not going they don't count. They had a bye. 0-15, first time in NFL history that's ever occurred. Now, does that mean the Steelers are definitely going to lose to the Browns? Does not. And also, that's why, why bring that up, Matt? Well, first of all, that's odd. And I think there's two reasons for it. First of all, as I mentioned last week, the Niners played a very bad schedule last year. So, if you play a bad team, win or loss, the following week, that team is likely to lose because they're bad. Fine. But 15 out of 15? More importantly, more telling, I think it's because this team is nasty and physical and takes a lot out of you. I really do. I think that the Niners on both sides of the ball, with their speed, their physicality, how difficult they are to tackle, et cetera, et cetera, I think they beat up teams and it lingers with them. Hopefully not for the Steelers. All right. We'll see. Over and out. Take care.